going. Let's go, ready, dude. dude. Up and running. Fucking EP10. EP10. Episode 10B. All right, let's start off. Everything's good? Mike good? <laughs> yep. All right, what you got? Check. Let's see. I sent Capone a video. I'm going to have him watch it to see. Started off with a crazy, weird... <laughs> what a weird video to not even know what's happening. This is like a rich person's it's a gender reveal. Yeah, yeah, rich person's gender reveal. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't, I, I don't know if they're rich. One more time. You a s- plane flying with <laughs> pink smoke. Did you see what happened to the plane? Yeah, let's watch again. <laughs> Why the wings fall off? <laughs> That's my point. On I don't know if they're rich. <laughs> Uh, hey, doesn't your uncle own a plane? <laughs> Come on, we're doing a review. <laughs> oh, good, good. Yeah, you're having a girl. <laughs> Make sure my casket isn't pink. For my real fans. All right, let's go. <laughs> EP10. EP10, dude. Oh, cheers. EP10. <laughs> Double cheers. That was intense. Told you, dude. I need part two. <laughs> the landing. Everyone dead. <laughs> Castaway. That dude's dead. <laughs> oh, uh, dude, that's good. Ten episodes in. I was telling you, you kind of blew your shot last week because you said this is episode ten. Yeah, this is episode ten. When? On last pod. I said it on the pod. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, was, I don't remember. But this is episode ten. This one. Streamers. It's a big deal. One zero streamers. You have streamers? No, I had all the stuff planned. Oh, you just said streamers, like streamers. Cue the streamers. <laughs> streamers, please. <laughs> Thank you. All right, let's jump in. The uh, well, the blind reactions had a great response last week, and I had fun doing it. So that means you like seeing me cry. Well, yeah, not every time. So now we have a new segment. What the f- <laughs> Blind reactions. Did you write this? Yep. Well, no, I didn't. I'd have Sam write it for me. Handwriting too bad. Get that right there. Oh, come on, man. You didn't plan this out, did you? Uh, on the fly? It's a blind reaction of the blind reactions. Blind reactions. Oh! It almost went... There we go. Can you see that? Yeah. This segment's called Blind Reactions. It's going to be a goodie. Ready? Let's just jump right in. I'm nervous. Mm. You are? Yeah. All right. Just calm down. I don't want to see any balls. No balls. Okay, good. Blind reaction on balls. <laughs> what do you think about these balls? All right, I want to be good. Smooth as eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Chappelle throwbacks. All right, ready? God, how do you... Let's pause. Go back. All right. Put it up on here. All right, blind reactions. This time, you watch. I listen to you talk. I thought I already watched last time. Here we go. And then you talk. Tits. Yeah. Asses? Fucking dudes have asses. I don't need asses. I like asses a lot. Then you're you're half gay if you like asses. If you're into asses, you're you're you could be gay. 
I could be gay. I love asses. Mm-mm. Like big asses or big fat asses. Little boy asses. Big fat asses. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fuck. <There. Tits. laughs> um, go. I feel like we've had this conversation before. That's why it hit home. <laughs> Are you going to cry? <laughs> I feel like this one hits home for you. Why? Well, I feel... Uh, it's your blind reaction. I feel like I'm a, a, a woman's body guy. Some guys say they're tit guys and ass guys. I could be either. If a woman has a nice pair of tits, I enjoy them. She has a nice ass. I enjoy it. She has one or the other. I can enjoy whatever's the nice one. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, half gay. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I if think you're you... only an ass guy, <laughs> that's half gay, dude. You're half gay. <laughs> you're halfway there because half the population have asses. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And then, and, 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 yeah, if you're only an ass guy. Then you're only gonna want, like your 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 specialty position is gonna be one position, right? Because you're an ass guy. So technically, you can change out genders, same position. You can go, yeah, half gay. <laughs> <laughs> there it is, folks. You're Bert. I already said half gay. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I didn't say it was an ass guy. Oh, you're not. It's okay, dude. It's okay. I can be half gay. Yeah. I can be half gay. Yeah. I think they call it bi now. No, it's called half. No. Oh, half bi? Half. half gay. They don't know. Bi is an outdated term, dude. Nobody says bi anymore. Binary? So you think it's a choice? What? <laughs> All right. Ready? To finish up our segment. Segment? Segment. <laughs> mm, segment, dog. Blind reactions. Caption. All right. I got this one. No, it's not a this full 180. Thing. But it's a little 180. Well, here we go. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. Blind reaction. What do we got? This motherfucker. A purpose in life isn't to be happy no more. That's what my purpose used to be, which is such a shitty aim in life. My aim in life in totality, my whole purpose for existing in life was to be happy. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. not that's not my purpose anymore. And now? Yeah, my purpose now is to be useful. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't make me useful to my wife to shame spiral on some shit like that. It makes me useful to my wife to show up for my wife and be stable for my wife when we take our kid to the children's hospital and she's tripping. And I happen to have a relationship with God that centers me at this point where I can be in an environment like that and be able to hold it down in that environment. So that's what my amends looks like today. Dude, that dude's turning into like a gangster, right? So much. Like... He went from like little child star to like straight up fucking weirdo to like now he's like these latest videos that I've kind of been seeing him come up on. Like, <clears throat> I think I agree with it 100%. It's like being useful. I think as a man, being useful helps you kind of have that joy in life, though. Right? Like a useless man is a is a depressed man, I think. When you don't have anything to do, you don't have anything useful that you're doing you're not taking care of anything if you think about that for a minute like if it was just you by yourself nothing you didn't 
have any responsibilities, anything as a man. That's usually like when you're at your lowest point. I've always put it into purpose. He phrased it differently. Yeah, useful purpose. But purpose has a is a uh I never heard anybody phrase it in that way before. Yeah. Because most people are trying to be happy. Yeah. I'm trying to be happy. Right. But that's a feeling. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, yeah. for sure. It's an emotion. Right? Mm-hmm. And and that's why I think it's such shaky ground to ever be on. Mm-hmm. My purpose is to be happy. Cool. Well, what happens if you have a bad day? Like there. Yeah. You can't always be in one emotion. If you're in a, one emotion all the time, you're probably a little nuts. Well, I think that. I mean, this has probably been overstated, but I think the social media was the jolt of adrenaline into, I just want to be happy. Because yeah. if you're not happy, you're watching everybody else paint out their happy life. Right. But they're, in the beginning, it always felt like, God, everybody's having so much fun. Yeah, yeah, And I'm never having any fun. Yeah. God, they're at the beach and da-da-da-da. Yeah. And then you realize, I mean, this was early on. Now, it's so common knowledge that it's like... Well, they're posting their greatest moments. Right, yeah. Nobody's this posting is not their, their day-to-day yeah. life. Nobody's posting them just take a selfie, driving the kids to school. Yeah, right? Yeah. But I've never heard it phrased in a way, because I actually have been struggling with this for a while, of like purpose. Mm-hmm. But he breaks it down a little bit less into more day-to-day stuff. Mm-hmm. And what I actually like that he said... Well, when he was talking about, I don't want to be, I'm not trying to be happy, I'm trying to be useful. Yeah. And usually what happens, I would think, is that if you go on that road, uh, you are happy. Yeah. Was I useful today? Yeah. But it's not a happiness of like, oh, we floated down the river, and then afterwards we went and had great burgers, and then we went and had a couple beers, and then we came back and watched the movie, and man, I'm so happy. Sounds like a pretty good day. It sounds like a pretty good day, but it doesn't sound like a re- like a realistic life. Right. That's a great day. Yeah. Uh, I heard Jordan Peterson say one time that he was like, I think he was on Rogan, and Peterson was saying, dude, you can make minor adjustments. He goes, a large portion of your life is how your wife greets you when you come home or how your kids greet you when you come home. Mm-hmm. What it's like to sit at the dinner table. Yeah. Like, those are huge portions of your life. And he was saying... Yeah, of course, everyone who wants to be on the beach in Cancun or in Jamaica. Right, right. He goes, those are anomalies. Those are small moments in your life. Yeah. That's not a life. It's seven days of yeah. a year. Yeah. yeah, that's not a life. You can't strive to be like, oh, if I could just live on the beach, mm-hmm. then I'd be happy. Yeah. And I've always struggled with, like, uh, uh, just purpose. It's mm-hmm. like, I've had times where I've had purpose in life, mm-hmm. and... It's not always fun, but you've got a, I don't want to say a carrot in front of you, but you've got a goal or something that you're There's running after. You're towards. Yeah, when those are gone mm-hmm. and you don't have that, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, what do I do? Yeah. Like, what's, if you don't have a purpose in front of you, if you're just working the nine to five job, and I guess if, I mean, maybe you could put your purpose into your kids. Um, it's difficult to put your purpose into another human mm-hmm. because humans suck yeah. and, Everybody's going to screw up and make mistakes, and you're right. on a wild ride. It was interesting that he's... With, I think I <clears throat> I started to do that with um, my kids. I tried to make my purpose, uh, when me and my ex split up, tried to make my purpose on making them happy, making them comfortable, and stuff like that. So it gets fogged really fast and really, uh, yeah, it 
gets fogged quick, dude. Um, so I had to kind of readjust that, and I was like, because I didn't feel like anything from that. And I was like, all right, cool. Like I took them to do this, and they're happy, and I still feel like unfulfilled type thing, right? So it's like a change. The change is like the purpose is not to make them be okay, but make me be okay so that I can be there for them. Right. Right. In that, in an okay way. Right. So, yeah, we may not be doing something that's awesome to them all the time, but I'm good. So I'm going to be there on the good days and the bad days and all the days in between. So kind of changes that. You can still, so what I mean by that is like, they are my, they are a piece of my purpose, but the real purpose is like within me to become a better, better father, to be there for them, to continue to work on being like stable for them and, and giving them a father that's going to be there for their, their life, their whole life. And maybe hopefully. you think that's probably the line of that's what crosses into being useful. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's like when he described it like that, it's like being useful. It's like, I want to be useful to my kids. Yeah. I, I, I want to, I want them to always feel like, Hey, my dad's there. And if I need him, he'll figure out a way to help me if he can. And if he can't, he's going to figure out a way for me to be able to help myself and teach me that way. And I felt also, because what he said was, it's not useful for me to spiral. Mm-hmm. Uh, or what did he say? It's not useful to my to be useful to my wife for me to spiral in guilt. Right. Right? And I think I actually identified with that little portion more. Because mm-hmm. you know me. Yeah. Like, I've talked about the spiral. Yeah. Like, I can get caught in that that boom 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 mm-hmm. and all of a sudden Spiral. and it's not like a pity thing it's yep. just like an emo- you're just yep. you got nothing it's like what did i do yeah like, what have i done and when he was and, and that just caught my ear the same thing you were saying like mm-hmm. dude this guy has got the only difference between what i think and you think about shia labeouf mm-hmm. is that i've have i'm like his same i've been following him mm-hmm. since he's been going so when yeah. you were talking about like oh he's a kid actor then he went through a crazy time mm-hmm and whatever else you said moving mm-hmm. forward, I'm like, oh, I didn't even know there was a crazy time. I yeah. was just kind of following dude since he was a kid. Yeah. Even Stevens. Yeah. Even Stevens. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> Ren Stevens, baby. <laughs> but every time, I haven't seen anything that he, in the last four or five years, he's been saying stuff. Mm-hmm. It's so real, the stuff I see him say. It's just yeah. like real talk. Maybe four or five years. What when he was going like kind of nuts downtown New York like on camera remember that yeah he's doing that kind of like nut, like kind of like out there stuff and then when he was like videoing himself in the in the truck that one time he was all like kind of like I don't necessarily off. I don't disagree that he got off the rails yeah I just identify he was spiraling he was spiraling yeah but also he's the type of dude that I look at him like oh. We'd be like super good friends if I ever met this dude. <laughs> is this, is this number two? Because you already told me. If, yeah, who's uh, number one? Uh, Pinkman, Jesse. Yeah, no, What's he takes moment? over Pinkman. He takes him over. Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. Yeah. So if Aaron Paul, so just so you know, Capone said if Aaron Paul told him that he needed to be his best friend, <laughs> he would drop me. Because at one point I'd meet him in a bar, and he'd be like, "Dude, you're my best friend now. You're my best friend." That's not how you said it though. Well, I'm saying it right he now. He said he would come up to you and say, sorry, Capono, but you have to be my best friend now. Yeah, you're my best friend now. I'm like, all right. <laughs> sorry, Jay. He's my best friend now. No. Fuck, finally. Shyla, Shyla takes it up. Shyla, where would you meet him at? I don't know where. And I wouldn't even ask for a picture or nothing. I'd just be like, what up, dude? 
he'd catch that vibe. He'd walk up and be like, hey, Jamie, he's out, dude. I'm like, oh, crap. All right. I got to be useful. Jay, <laughs> you out, dog. <laughs> All right, last one, and I'm going to take that little sign down. Okay? All right, all right. <laughs> Three in. All right, here we go. All right, last one. Thank you to Sam, our production team member, for making our sign. Oh, what I do? Where is it? I think it's funny that you said your handwriting's too bad when it's just capitalized letters in marker. I can't do that. I have gotten a couple compliments on my handwriting, though. Hmm. Right. Cut this. Why is it not on here, bro? Cut. Well, if you're going to cut, I'm going to get a little bit more whiskey. Cut. Oh, yeah. We got it. Okay. All right, let's go. Next video. I don't know if you know this. Like, being racist isn't like a yes or no thing. You know what I mean? It's not like you have it or you don't have it. Like, being racist is more, it's like being hungry. You know? It's like, yeah, you're not right now. <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah, you're not hungry right now, but a cheeseburger could cut you off on the highway. <laughs> and you get hungry. A cheeseburger. You're hungry all day. <laughs> I don't know if you. Who's a cheeseburger? Whoever you want that cheeseburger to be. <laughs> Who's a cheeseburger? Whatever that cheeseburger is for you. <laughs> so you think everybody has a little bit of racism in them? It's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. What the fuck is coming up? Everybody I talk to nowadays, it's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. Not everybody. Just the only two people I talk to in my life. <laughs> it's a spectrum. Go on. What do you got? <laughs> Blind reaction, bro. Blind reaction. Everybody could be a little bit racist. No, we're done with this. Everybody could be a little bit racist. That's what he's saying. Yeah. I think I agree. I think um, I think the problem with that is is because the idea of being a racist is that you hate an entire race. So I think that's different than no, I guess it's not. Yeah, everybody's racist. <laughs> Everybody and done. And done. <laughs> the uh, you know from my experience though, I've got two different. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Contextual views on this. Yeah, yeah. So when Tread I lightly. when I lived in Hawaii, uh-huh. um, the racist people mm-hmm. were racist against the whites. They were racist against the whites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At this point, I'm not. I'm going to just say it, mm-hmm. and don't take it as well, do you right know or wrong. Other culture. Okay, go ahead. Well, just don't take it as. I'm not taking side. It's not like I agree with this. I don't. Agree. I'm just saying what I've seen. Yeah. yeah. In Hawaii. Uh huh. The whites are the one, and and it may be valid for them to feel that way, mm-hmm. but the whites are the one that they're actually yeah, against. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when you live in Hawaii and you're white, yeah. you actually are the one that is uh, absolutely not oppressed, but yeah. you're the one kind of looked down upon. Why are you here? Right. What's going on? Right. And those are and Hawaii is a mixed boat, dude. Mm-hmm. Hawaii is Asian, Portuguese, Hawaiian. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Japanese. There's, a ton of there's, out there, dude. there's tons. everything's in U.S. dollars and yen. 
Yeah, it's I went huge. Out there. It's huge. Yeah. And so the whites are actually the minority. Yeah. Put that aside. I moved to San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't heard... <laughs> I've heard the most racist shit mm-hmm. coming from Mexicans mm-hmm. about black people. Yeah. Whites weren't even involved. Yeah, yeah. At all. Yeah. The things that they would say, mm-hmm. and almost they could say certain words because they weren't the ones that enslaved, you know. Mm-hmm. And they would say stuff that... If a white said it, done. Game over. Done, done, yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. And so this fact that the whites are the the racist, for sure there are some. Yeah. But if you're going to look through They're history. The only racist? Yeah, no, come on. No, 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 no. There's been plenty of races mm-hmm. that are against other races. That's what I was going to say, yeah. Whites have nothing yeah. involved in it at that's, all. Well, that's what I was going to say is like, <clears throat> as far as like a big picture so big picture in the United States is slavery, right? It's, you know, that's that's the main yep. thing in the United States is slavery. Whites enslaved black people. Um, and obviously that's it's disgusting. But as far as just other ethnicities, other races, getting along with other races, that's not really a, a huge thing. like Or not a new thing. Yeah, it's not a... Well, it, no, I mean, yeah, not a new thing. It's like races in general, they, it, they're differences in people, right? So, like, even let's say, like, when I was growing up, my, my Hispanic dad, <clears throat> dude, always, 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 you should marry a Mexican girl. You should marry a Mexican girl. Why are you dating these other ones? Why, like, Mexican girl, only Mexican girl. It's. Why do you think I he thought that? Or why do you think he. Because uh, it's your own that. race. Like, it's like people still have this idea in their head. Like, it's our race. It's our bloodline. It's like, keep our stuff going. It's like, it's not just white people. It's it's everybody. And I've heard this also through every race, too. I have black friends that their parents are like, well, for sure. why are you dating these white girls? You need a, you need a black woman, right? But and, what do you and, think the and, reason and, behind it is? It's just difference. It's just a difference in people and culture. And when you have a difference, people people that people like to isolate and they they don't like change, right? I don't think they don't like change. And so if they feel like they know where somebody's coming from and they have an idea of what their background or their upbringing is, they feel comfortable in that situation, right? So how do you do that with when it comes to race? Is you just stick with the same race? Like you're like, okay, well, we think the same. We yeah, like the same we food. Like to, yeah, we have the same culture. Exactly. They'll understand our culture. Like da 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 da. And so it's safe. It's a safety thing. Everybody always wants to be safe. Nobody wants to like venture out and like just understand and just. To, to me, that's the real inclusion, right? Is understanding different cultures, understanding how people do things differently, and, and just listening to it and being fine with it it's not a, it's just a different way of upbringing it's not it's not anything crazy so i think that was is probably very true with whites it's like an ideology and a way of living and a way of thinking maybe. you think you think whites are like don't date outside the race i think they do i think they're actually no i think they're probably i don't know I feel like uh, whites. Well, have, no, no. I think are, maybe what are, I'm saying is I think that the racist whites. That's yeah. the way the racist whites yeah. think. Okay. I think plenty of white people date outside the race. Well, yeah. But the ones that are racist. Yeah. My question about it, though, because you're talking about culture, mm-hmm. 
and I don't really think there's a white cult, a predominant white culture in the United States. But I'm wondering with like the other races, mm-hmm. if it's more of a. Have you ever thought of about about a like a blood dilution? Like, God, there's not that many of us. If you keep bouncing off and going to date other races, you're diluting our bloodline. Bouncing off. Well, I feel like that's the thing with Hawaiians. You think Mexicans are worried that there's not going to be enough Mexicans? I don't think Mexicans are worried about that because I know... You think black folks think... I know, from experience, I know that Hawaiians think that way a little bit. Mm. Like, dude, yeah, we got a... island. We yeah, got a small-knit group. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you keep getting small, off the yeah. rock yeah. and going out and dating... Getting off the rock. Get off the rock and, and, and you end up marrying a, a white person or yeah. whatever, yeah. that you're diluting... The small amount of bloodline. Yeah. I know that's a factor with Hawaiians. Mm-hmm. I don't think it is that way. Well, so you're I don't basically know. saying I'm asking. Like Hawaiians are like white supremacists, but Hawaiian supremacists. Ooh, careful, tread lightly. No, right? Because that's what like uh, white supremacists is like. Don't don't dilute the bloodline. Yeah. Except the difference is is there, <laughs> the white supremacists <laughs> are coming in hard. Yeah. And the Hawaiians are just like. Please leave us alone. Please. We just want our own people. We don't have much left. Yeah. Like, we need to keep our blood strong. Mm. As it is, dude, like, in Hawaii right now, if you have, like, one sixteenth of blood yeah. that's Hawaiian, yeah. you're looked at as a rock star. Well, that's, like, Hawaii. Native Americans, too. I would put them in the same category. Yeah. yeah. As that. Yeah. Because okay. I, I indigenous have, uh, indigenous yeah. people, and and you know what's kind of crazy too is, and I've met people and they're like, hey, I'm like I'm like one sixteenth Native American, and when they say that to people, uh, and I hear people around, they're like, dude, one sixteenth, get the fuck out of here, it's nothing, and it's kind of like, bro, that's no, like, but you should give him that, like, give that person that because that's like their bloodline has been diluted so much that there's he's one sixteenth. Let him be proud of that. Like he should be proud of your, you should be proud of your heritage and your, um, your culture. Yeah. Like you should shit. If you're one sixteenth, if you're one thirty second, you should say that. Like, you know what I mean? If you were one sixteenth black mm -hmm. and started dropping the N word. No, 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 no. You can't do that. No, but I'm saying though, yeah, you're done. Yeah, 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 you, you look like a white yeah, dude, yeah, but you're one sixteenth black. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that. But in certain cultures, yeah. and I can only speak for the Hawaiian yeah. culture, one sixteenth. That's good. You're fam. Yeah, you're like yeah, what? and that's where that's where different cultures change and like different like uh, ethnicities change, like and different races change because you know in in the black community, like I've I've seen it. It's and I can't speak on it because I'm not black, obviously, but I've seen other black folks call out other half black folks and say you're not really black yeah. logic is a perfect example logic always gets called out because he looks he's fairly white white as shit yeah looks fairly white but he's half black and everybody always says like you're not black it's like well he is half black he just he? doesn't look half black <laughs> like he, you don't have to look but that's what i mean is like just in culture and in general it's like Racism isn't ju- racism is always going to be there. It's never going to go away. Hey, that brings <clears> up something. Just not talk about it. That reminds me of something I saw recently, though. That I actually like to hear what you think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched a guy. He was talking about. All right, so you know they say gender is a spectrum, right? The overused term that people are saying right now. Uh-huh. It's a spectrum, mm-hmm. but they'd say gender is a spectrum. I like the spectrum, term. right? It's a spectrum. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. all over the map, right? Well, this dude that was uh, that I was listening to mm-hmm. said that. You know, it's more of a spectrum 
mm-hmm. than than gender, mm. race. Yeah. And the person that she uh, that he was talking to was just like could not in the moment could not wrap their head around it. Yeah. They're like, "What are you talking about? Race is a spectrum." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Well, let me tell you, I'm three quarters black, small amount of white, a little bit Asian." Mm-hmm. He goes, "But I identify with my Asian side the most." Yeah. Like my mom's full Asian, you know, yeah. just like what you're saying. Logic yeah. grew up half black, but he looks like a white dude, mm-hmm. right? But he could definitely identify if his dad's black. Yeah. I don't know what his family life is like, but let's say his dad's black. Maybe he fully identifies with that type That's of racist. culture. But he looks Why is white. His mom got to be white. His dad's got to be black. All right, then make the mom black, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I'm just saying that spectrum because I have an uh, an identification that I take with my Hawaiian side of the family. Mm-hmm. I'm saying one sixteenth. I could be completely wrong. Mm-hmm. I'd have to ask my brother. He's all into that stuff. He knows all of our bloodline exactly. Can we put a have. picture of your brother upon? <laughs> not bringing him into this. I got to get a signed. What? We love Kalani. Named. <laughs> Anyways, my point is, is I actually probably identify more with my Hawaiian side of the family. Yeah, for sure. You do for sure. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. And it's probably the least. You know, I, my mom's Hawaiian Portuguese, mm-hmm. and I'm not. My brother used will do all these blood tests for everyone. Mm-hmm. He knows where everyone's at. I don't really care. He really likes to collect blood. He likes to know what everyone is. Oh yeah, right. He mm-hmm. likes to know what am I? How much blood do I have of this? How much blood do I have of that? Like we have a small amount of Chinese blood. And mm-hmm. like when you're in the Hawaiian culture, yeah, the yeah. inner the intermingling yeah, yeah, is yeah. just like yeah, yeah. you could have anything. Yeah, some f- uncle from. 100 years ago slipped in <laughs> at one point or something you know <laughs> slipped in but isn't Trip. that i i actually think though the first time i heard the girl the fr- not the girl the first time i heard the dude say race is a spectrum more than gender is yeah it hit me i'm like what a weird thing to say like it, it, it hit me like come yeah. on that's not true and then you think about it, you're like wait a second yeah that could be true your mom's white mm-hmm. your dad's mexican yeah you could identify more with the white side just based on what you're raised in. Yeah. Doesn't have anything. You have the same blood. Yeah. Interesting, right? Yeah. No, it definitely is. That brings me to like my topic too is like, what do you think? Why do you think beco- people become racist? Do you think it's more on their upbringing or their environment? Well, don't, don't you think those have their intermix? Sometimes. You think they were upbringing? So eh, I guess let's, I let's say let's say uh, you got a white family lives in Detroit, black neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Parents are racist. Yeah, I got you. And they're going to bring them up to 100%. be racist. Yep, I understand. But they live. Oh no, not bringing them up community. to be racist. I just mean, yeah, yeah, they're going to try to. You grew up in uh, South Side of Chicago. Mm-hmm. You're a white family. Mm-hmm. You probably would identify with the culture that you're growing up in. Mm-hmm. But what Depending about your on parents? Or the opposite of that. That's what I mean. Is you that? That's what I mean by upbringing, like from your parents' side. Like if let's say those, that's where you live, but your parents are extremely racist and they hate black people. But everybody, most everybody in your neighborhood is black. So they move to a black neighborhood. No, they just live there, and they're they're, they're like, I'm not moving. Like I'm I'm not moving. You're not getting me out of my town. You know what I usually think. So what do you think? I usually think that things usually land in the middle. Mm-hmm. So, 
there's probably situations like parents aren't involved, so now you're a product of the culture of the, you know, mm-hmm. the streets or whatever, you know, the neighborhood or whatever you grew up in. Yeah. Or maybe you have a big family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their hands are fully involved in what you're in. Maybe that sways it a little bit. I think that if your parents weren't racist at all, mm-hmm. but you grew up in a certain environment, you could get mm-hmm. some of that in you. I mean, that's kind of the the thing everybody's talking about right now is that you got teachers. Mm-hmm. There's so many more people speaking into the lives of people right now. Mm-hmm. Even if you go with kids, for whatever reason, maybe you're not talking about this. When you when you are putting that example out, I'm thinking of a kid, mm-hmm. a kid that's growing up with a family right. that's racist in an environment that is against or is, you know, they're racist against that environment. Mm-hmm. My hunch is that the environment probably trumps, mm-hmm. trumps, trumps it. Because if I grew up in a family that was super, super anti-Mexican, mm-hmm. but I met you, mm-hmm. either right off the bat, you know we're not going to be friends. Because yeah. either right off the bat, I'm against you. Right. Or I, you know, people grow I look at you, we're, we're buds. And, you know, if my family said, well, we don't hang out with Mexicans. Cool. Well, my best friend's a Mexican, you know, right? You make your own decision. Yeah. I mean, it's probably age-based a little bit on where you're at. I'm probably more malleable as a as a child, but I definitely think there's probably kids, uh, definitely, that grow up. I mean, you grew up in the... Your parents dictate the environment you grew up until what age? 12? 10? No, younger. You think? I think so. Yeah. Well, when do you start thinking for yourself? Well, let me give you an example. So, the reason why I was trying to think of this, um, I don't feel like I grew up with either side of my parents like having any like racism involved. Like when I'd go out and see my Mexican dad in California, like, he wasn't racist. Like he didn't really have any like hatred towards any race, and that's not not anything I ever heard out of his mouth. Same thing on my mom's side. Never heard anything about race or anything negative, right? But my environments were completely different on both sides. Um, so when I went out to see my dad, it was I, my school was ninety eight percent Mexican. Okay. Um, so when I'd go out there, where is it at? Salinas. Ninety eight percent Mexican. Salinas, California. Um, and when I would go out there. I would get shit all the time, and I, I would be called the white kid. Do you think you took was, crap because you didn't kid. speak Spanish? A little bit, yeah. But I spoke a little bit of Spanish. But still, I was the white kid. But when I was living in San Diego, mm-hmm. they talked down about Mexicans that couldn't speak Spanish. Yeah. Mexican on Mexican. Yeah. No, yeah. And I, w- I was half Mexican, but I didn't look like the rest of my friends. So it was always, I was the white kid, right? So it was kind of weird. Growing up in that environment, and then, but then when I'd come back to Utah and I'd be here, and I'd be with my white friends or whatever, I was always the Mexican kid. Yeah. So it was it, growing up in that scenario. It was like, all right, so I kind of got talked shit on over here being a Mexican, and then when I go over here, I got yeah. talked shit on over here because I was a white kid. But that's so like your environment. Your environment kind of. I feel like your environment kind of dictates that and how people treat you 
depending on where you're at, right? But you hear that stuff quite a bit. Hmm? I've heard that stuff more. I luckily got the... For me, I I feel like I'm lucky that I got the two experiences because then I, I was able to kind of learn and be like, neither of that matters. It doesn't matter. You're never going to... You're never going to fit in exactly to what a group wants. So that's that kind of herd mentality. Or, or But isn't that what they usually say? Is a, is a, a half? Mm-hmm. What do you call Mulattoes. They're always half black, half white. Mm-hmm. And the whites don't want them and the blacks don't want them. Yeah. I mean, you hear the, you've heard that story for yeah. 40 years. So longer yeah, than that's that. fucked up. Like everybody, everybody, everybody says like, oh, you can't be racist. So like, yeah. There's, there's a lot of times where your own race doesn't even want you, dude. Yeah. So, who can't be racist? Everybody's a little bit racist, dude. Everybody's a little bit racist. You and, know, it's... And it's crazy because it's like when you break it down, at the end of the day, we all got fucking two fucking hands, two feet, two eyeballs, fucking nose. We're all the same. There's not really any difference. If you take... Um, let, let's go to a black person, a black person. You take a black person from Detroit and you take a black person from Alabama and you put them together. They're probably not going to have that much in common other than the color of their skin. Right. So what the fuck are you guys talking about? Well, when I heard the guy say that <laughs> race, the color of our skin changes when I heard, everything about us. When dude said that race was a spectrum, mm-hmm. I was trying to wrap my head around it because my first initial reaction was like, yeah. oh, God, here yeah. we go. And then the first thing he brought up was Obama. Yeah. And he's like, Obama's half white, half black, yeah. 50-50. Yeah. And they were saying he could have easily identified with the white side of his family. Yeah, He's dark skin, yeah. so, you know. I guess that's you know that's the way he that went, but would it be considered dark skin? Dark and a white guy, right? You wouldn't look at Obama and think white guy. No. You look at him and think he's a black dude. Yeah, but he can identify with whichever side he wanted to. It made perfect sense for me when he brought that example up because mm-hmm. I was like, well, race is in the spectrum. You are what you are. Oh, hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Very few people are a hundred percent anything. Yeah, and then it also depends on. Probably their upbringing, or like you're saying, their environment, yep. which one they grab to. Yep. And so I just thought it was super wild that they were, this guy was saying gender. You guys want to focus on gender as a spectrum? Race is a spectrum. Because yeah. those are the two biggest things that we deal with right now yeah. is gender and race. Right. And uh, I don't know. I just, like, I have the smallest amount of Hawaiian, but yeah. maybe I identify with that the most. And yeah. they'd be like, why would you identify with that, dude? You're 60%. No. Whatever. I can get it behind I can get behind the race piece. Uh, the part that I'm still having a hard time is the gender piece, right? Um, the reason why is not because I think it should be one way or another or anything like that. I got to think about science. Like, hey, you have female parts or you have male parts. Like, kind of is what it is. But at the end of the day, I'm okay with whatever somebody wants to identify as. Like, I really am. Like, I I really don't care. But as long as that person isn't going to get upset with me for making a mistake. I've met women that have, you know, um, manly features. And I've mistaken them for men. And they're like, I'm a woman. 
I'm like, oh, I apologize, you know, and that's fine. It's fine. But nowadays it's so, it, the, 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 the range on that is so different. And sometimes people are like just saying like, I'm not any of those. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. Like I call everybody dude. When I'm sitting down with two 60 year old people and talking to them, I'm like, what are you guys looking for? Guys, I don't use those terms as like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm on a little tangent. I don't know where it's really going. Well, they say one of the biggest things in the that's coming up right now is misgendering someone, right? So if you yeah, identify, which I fucking hate that. Like, but if you know. identify as a chick, and I say, "Hey, dude, Mister Suter," right? Mm-hmm. I was watching Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson talk about. He goes, uh, "When I call you a Mister or Missus, I'm not extending any respect to you at all." Mm. They're acting like, hey, out of respect, please call me what I am. And he goes, I'm not, by calling you Mr. or Mrs., no. I'm not extending any respect to you either way at this point. No. I'm just calling you, you know, I'm just saying what I see you are, but I'm not trying to be respectful or disrespectful to you at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, you haven't even gotten to a point where I decided if I respect you or not. Right. So I'm not going to, res- right off the bat, you want that? And it was, he said it so much better, but he basically said, by me calling you sir or miss has nothing to do with respect at this point. Yeah. I have no, I don't even know if I respect you yet. Yeah. And for I say them, those things to be polite Yeah. because if I really said what I wanted to do or wanted to say, like, what's up dickhead? <laughs> and I don't care what fucking gender you are. Hey, what's up? Fucked hard. Oh. <laughs> episode 10 <laughs> like it, it, it but seriously like when you meet somebody's like i don't know you i don't i don't yeah. know anything about you there's nothing respect you like, yeah at this point you could be whatever the fuck i want to call you like uh, there's no respect here yeah i'll call you whatever you would like to be called because i i also would like to be called but if somebody I've had plenty of people come up and, hey, what's up, sis? It doesn't bug me at all. Hey, what's up? Yeah. I just think at that point, it's probably a little oversensitive to expect other people to have the same mind tracks as you. It's the expectation, dude. But I had never heard, and and maybe I'm, I'm behind the times a little bit, but when you go back to the race stuff, I had just never heard anybody refer to race on a spectrum. And I'm not sure, and you never hear it anywhere. At least that I see. Like if you walked up to one, walked up to someone and said, "Hey, hold on with gender for a second. The real spectrum is race." Mm-hmm. I would wonder what people thought about that. Race can't be a spectrum. I thought in my head when he first said that. I'm like, "Hmm, tell me more." Race tell can't more. be a spectrum because it's scientific and yeah. it tells you exactly what you are. Yeah, and then you go with, "Okay, well, unpack uh-huh. that." Unpack that a little bit more. Well, no, but that's that's what would happen. It's like so, <clears throat> so that's that's the hard conversations, right? That's and that's the hard conversations you have with folks. Is like if you were to have that. So if if let's just say I was talking to somebody, we we're we we're trying to they're trying to explain to me their gender identification, right? And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. gender is here but race is actually the broader spectrum like race is actually the one the response i feel like that i would get is race isn't a spectrum 
it's scientific. It's your bloodline. It's mm -hmm. where you come from. It's, it, it'll tell you exactly what race you are. You can identify it right. specifically, right? We can identify your gender. I don't know if you've known this, but there's things <laughs> that, you know. There's also the other thing is, scientific I, things. that yeah. you, They're not even that science either. You look in your pants. You got a dick? You're a guy. Well, the the gender thing they take it they they uh, they take it and they they move it towards identifying with. So it identify moves, whatever you want, but yeah. it moves it out of like what you're saying. It moves it out of a scientific realm mm -hmm. and it moves it into an identifying realm. Right. But what's interesting is Which I at haven't that, at that point it's perception. But I haven't heard any. Perspective. I right. haven't heard anybody talk about. I've only heard this one dude and maybe I'll look it up and there'll be tons of people talking about it. Mm. But I just heard this one dude say that race is a bigger spectrum than gender. Yeah. And when he opens it up he's along the same lines. Yeah. He's like, you have all this. Okay, that's fine. Yes, that yeah. is scientific. Yeah. But we're, it, according to you, we're yeah. talking about who do we identify with. Yeah. So you... I have, I have a cousin that looks super white way more Hispanic than me. Way more Hispanic in in every aspect of his life, and he looks super white. So if me and him were standing together next to each other, they'd be like, "That guy's way more Mexican than you, or way more Hispanic than you," and that would be opposite of the truth. And I'm not sure that as a as a whole in society, they would take the side of that guy in race. I feel like gender is such a hot topic. Hey, they feel like a woman; they're a woman. If you came over and said you feel like an Asian, I don't think those same people would be like, dude, if he feels like he's Asian, then he's Asian. Get off his back. To me? Yeah. Oh, if I said I felt like I was Asian? Yeah. Hmm. Now, because that's... that weird? My kids are Asian. But... And I have one... No. One kid that looks... Whitey. Like me. And then one kid that looks completely white. Blue eyes, blonde hair, super white. Yeah. That's, I love it. Because I, I, yeah, I love it because they're going to grow up and understand from a from birth. Hey, you could be the exact same. You can come from the exact same DNA and look physically different, right? And identify, and it doesn't change anything. Your youngest could fully identify with the it Cambodian. Doesn't change anything, dude. But he could. That's what's interesting because your youngest is blue eye. Yeah blonde hair. Yeah. And as he grows up, he could fully identify with being Mexican. And the only way this could fuck this up for my kids, because I'm, I'm for it. I'm like, yes, they're going to grow up. They're going to be able to look at each other and be like, dude, we're the same exact blood. Yeah. Dude, we look completely different. The only thing that can fuck this up is you, X, is if, uh, you know, stepped out. <laughs> Oh, oh, if the truth comes <laughs> out. The truth comes out. It's like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, you're not blood. You're not blood. Fucking half brother. This is the milkman's dad. Get out of here, dog. <laughs> All right, we done. Done? Ten in the books, dude. We ten, did ten in the books, dog. We did ten. Cheers, dude. Good job. Pod's done. We, whoa, just let you guys know. Thank that was the last episode. We've officially retired. <laughs> I said I'm doing 10 and we're and done. I'm out. And we're done. We're done. Mm -hmm. That was a good episode. I got pee. That was a good episode. For my real fans. <laughs>